The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners, where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to uplevel your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Well, I'm super pumped for this chat today on the podcast. I have asked my beautiful friend, Hayley Osborne, to come and join me to talk all things marketing strategies. So welcome to the podcast, Hayley. Hello, Christine. Thanks so much for having me. I'm honored to be on your show. Well, I'm inspired and I'm in so I'm really excited about our topic today. And I think before we even dive into anything like that, I would love to know a little bit more about you so the listeners can understand what they're who they're hearing this from. So tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, nice. Okay. So I'm Haley Osborne and I help business owners, small business owners, particularly service-based business owners to become the number one in their local community, both online and offline. And the reason I say smaller business owners is because I believe strongly that the small business owners are the backbone of our economy. And for those listening overseas, we're in Australia and I believe this to be, you know, the case. And I feel like the more I can demystify, I guess, local area marketing strategies, both on, and I say online and offline, but I say local because, you know, we, your audience locally with, with it, whether it's social media or whatever, it's still local, right? So, but I often find that the word marketing and the word strategy can be quite convoluted and quite overwhelming. So it's my role to try and, I guess, debunk those big word myths and kind of, I guess, step out what they actually look like to get business owners achieving um, and increasing sales. So that's that's me in a nutshell. I Just to preface this, this business that I'm running is, is Hayley Osborne is what it's called and it's been around for four years. But prior to that, I had a fashion label, I've had a candle business and I've had a big corporate life um, marketing some of the world's biggest alcohol brands. So I come with Lots of experience, both professionally and within my own business, which is exciting. So, um, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. I love it. And I love that you've brought all of your past experience into it, right? Because it's like often we start businesses and forget all of the beautiful experience that we've had. And I love that you actually go, okay, all of these key things have brought me to the ability to demystify and debunk things and to actually make things clear, right? Because it's one of the biggest things for small business owners is that everything seems so convoluted. And I think sometimes marketers also make it more complicated because they're trying to sell their method or they're trying to sell it a specific way. Whereas actually we just want to make it feel like we don't, we actually know what we're talking about, right? Like I think with small business owners, it can feel like we're so far apart from marketers that we almost feel silly asking the questions that we really want to ask. A hundred percent. Yeah, that you nailed it. And that's, I find that comes up a lot and it's not fair. It's like, you know, when you start a business, <laughs> you don't expect to have to be like the marketer, the accountant, the, 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 but you have to be all the things and you have to be good at them. If you want your business to make it past that one year mark, which, you know, you see a lot of businesses don't because they just, it becomes too much. So, but why should it when these things are actually can be explained in a really easy to understand way that you can, I guess, implement into your business and then activate and then create, you know, lots of music, (laughs) momentum. And I think it's such a 
like it's a flooded area, but I think at the moment as well, with the last, you know, six months or so in business, so much has changed in such a small period of time that I think that everyone's kind of like, you know, scrambling of like, okay, what is my strategy? Because my strategy that I had six months ago is not working anymore. So Mm. I've got to start shifting and changing things. So I love how you talk about being really focused on the local capacity and really making sure that you're becoming known in that area. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about like why you feel that's important for a business owner? In terms of doing one thing and making that work, I think you have to do all the things, but that can be, like I said before, really overwhelming. So it's my role, I guess, all the things, but what does that look like from a very um, like easy to understand way? And that's, yeah, I guess it's my role to demystify that. In terms of what does the strategy look like? What does the socials look like? It comes down to a really simple thing. What does the leads look like? What does your storytelling look like? Because if you are selling on your social media, and I, I say this a lot, it's like throwing water balloons at a porcupine. It's never going to work. I know, right? I didn't make that up. It's actually a quote from someone really famous, but I can't remember where I got it from. But it sort of stuck with me because, you know, I have a membership. It's called Superhero Marketing. And, you know, I want people to be their superheroes in their own business, the superhero marketers that they can be. The word comes with a lot of a backstory. So it's not just a word that I've plucked out of nowhere. Yeah, I think simple as storytelling. You know, strategy is big word. And I think I digress from your question, but does that kind of, we can go into that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's explore that quote, right? Like, so when you think about like selling on socials, why, what do you see people getting so wrong? Oh my goodness. I see this all the time. And often when I'm creating a strategy for clients, I see, you know, you get stuck. You're so close to your business that you can't see it anymore. And there often is a beautiful story within a business that is never told because we often slide into the sale. So I've got this thing. It looks like, A, this is how you can work with me. Here's the link in my bio to buy from me. When in 2022 leading into 2023, unfortunately, it's boring, you know, and we, yeah, like as, as consumers, we want like, we want the real deal. We want to see like the blood, sweat and tears and we want to be served it in a really lazy to consume format, (laughs) which is video, you know, because as consumers, number one, like we're sick of polished, I'm finding and we're lazy. So how can we like unpolish things and make them really easy for our audience to kind of jump on and like be absorbed in our story? Now, then the the opposite to that is, yeah, but I don't want to tell my story online. Like I'm a really private person, so I don't want to share my life. Now, I'm like, well, you don't have to, but if you had a strategy on what you were going to talk about, then you wouldn't have, like, you know, that's not what I'm saying. And I don't mean, yeah. yeah. So does that make sense? Yeah. If you don't want to share what you eat throughout the day, if you don't want to share what your relationship is like, then you don't freaking have to. Correct. But you do have to share the important things that your customer cares about, right? And they want to see a realness to it. You're so right. And I think that the hard part with business owners is that I think specifically with like Instagram, Instagram's almost like trained us to be curated, right? Like it has to have a perfect feed and your image needs to be professionally taken and all of that. And you're right, the market is going in the way of like, well, people actually don't want to see the too polished, too fake, too posed. It's actually more like the realness Mm. that comes through the authentic space. And that's why I feel like people are actually leaning much more closer to TikTok now Mm. because it's such a real storytelling platform that people are just like, 
being a part of something or enjoying some type of entertaining content because they're sick of being sold to or, you know, it being too polished. So what would you say then? What's what's our next step? What do we do? Yeah. So back to the quote, like you kind of wanted to go back before, like, you know, selling on social media is like throwing water balloons at a porcupine. So I think the number one thing in order to not do that, to be a good storyteller is to take yourself out of your business to work on your business and look at that periscope view of, okay, so what does, what is, what does your vision for the business look like? I think that's number one. Um, and what is your, I guess, foundations for success? Number two goals, number three, and then what kind of categories do you need to create in order to achieve those? And then from the categories, what is, what parts of that can you activate and how does that look? And that's the real part, right? So, you know, I often like to break things down into, okay, so let's talk, if we talk specifically social media, right? Because we don't, we don't want to sell on social media. We want to story tell. So if we take, if we break that down, because that's a really high churning content space. And if you want to do seven posts a week, but you don't want to sell and you haven't done a strategy, you're really, you're pushing shit up a hill. (laughs) Um, So the way I like to work with my clients is, and what I teach in my membership is I come up with, you know, the caption categories that you are willing to talk about and then photo topics. And usually there'll be about 10 each. So if you do a nice cross section, you can come up with something different and you've got more than enough to talk about. Um, I'm kind of like pointing like a graph here for everyone to see that you can kind of talk about something different every single day with a different photo that isn't selling. And it's a beautiful story because people purchase stories. They don't buy sales, mm. you know, mm. and if, if you're very kind of, what's the word I'm looking for, like structured in your approach or you're launching something and that is your objective for the next seven days or anything that you think might be a bit salesy, call it as it is on your socials. Guys, for the next seven days, just so you know, you're going to be flooded from me because I've got this huge thing that I'm, you know, so so call a spade a spade. And I think that's what our can, like people are looking for like today and 2023. Yeah, I totally agree. Because I think like then once people are aware of it, it doesn't feel like it's being pushed upon you. You get to choose whether you want to be there or not. And so you'd be like, oh, I know that she's selling, but I'm kind of slightly interested. So I'm going to just hang out here. And other people would be like, nope, okay, I'll come back next week when it's back to normal programming. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. Yep. yep. Yeah, I love that being open and honest with it, with what the purpose of it is. Actually, I would love to hear your opinion. Is there anything else in particular that you feel the business owners need to do kind of sets that up because I feel like sometimes what can happen is that people get so caught up in what's happening in the world and then they're going to sell mode and then it's like almost like they're like you said it's like throwing stuff at <laughs> at you whereas is there anything else you could be doing in the in the meantime in order to develop that story in order to really you know develop that community online yeah one word is consistency like through and through, you know, and by consistency, it doesn't need to look like seven days a week. It needs to look like a minimum of three times a week um, because then you can really shine, showcase your zone of genius in a beautiful way. Um, and I, I find that if you don't get that storytelling and consistency right, um, you go into, you can't just go into sell something. It doesn't mm. work like that. You have to actually um, create, it's like being at a networking event. Like you would never go up to somebody and say, hey, buy my thing. 
you know, <laughs> you just wouldn't do it. You'd be like, hi, I'm Haley. I'm, you know, nice to meet you. Why are you here? You know, la la la. I kind of like to make a practice of saying when someone new comes into your world, like say hello. That's what you would do in the physical sense. And, you know, the digital space is just becoming more and more like that because of COVID, because of lots of different reasons, you know. So I don't know. That's one way to stay consistent and also show your face. Yeah, I agree. This, this like makes people cringe to to have to do that. But one thing that I have learned even for myself and for my clients and I've seen like massive results is you sh- when you show up, you become confident. You can't wait until you're confident to show up because those that never happens ever. You know, I'm I never like when I started, I found it really hard like 4 or 5 years ago to show my face on my social media, whether it be going live, whether it be appearing on my stories and becoming like vulnerable in the storytelling way, that's a planned way, not like this is this is my husband, these are my kids, I don't I don't do that, but people know me. Mm. You know, and and I've only become confident by showing up. Yeah, you're absolutely and people right. Say, how can you do that? How can you just show up live? How can you you go from boom to boom to boom? And I'm like, well, it's been like a consistent effort and I've become more confident. It's the same as you, like when you step on a stage to speak. 100%. It's it hard. I'm natural. No. <laughs> it was just easy from the get-go. <laughs> absolutely. And I think that that's the biggest thing is that people want to know who they're buying from. And if they don't feel connected to you, then putting up a graphic or, you know what I mean, like a couple of graphics or a couple of reels that feel really curated doesn't really land. And I think I would love to hear your opinion on this because this is what I've been starting to notice as well with reels is that it's only one small piece of your, not even marketing, it's one small piece of the bloody platform. And if you're just doing reels that have an audio over whatever you call it, perhaps the audio over. Song, yeah, something. They're not really getting to know you. They might be entertained but they're actually not getting to know you or your expertise. Whereas I feel like the people who are showing up on reels and actually sharing their opinion or their insights, their knowledge and expertise, it's developing the relationship much more stronger. Whereas I feel like, yeah, sometimes the reels can be a great entertaining piece, but it's not going to sell anything for you. Yeah. I think there has to be definitely a nice balance and uh, coming from a marketer, reels are an element And unfortunately, like if you're listening to this podcast and you come in going, right, I need to know what to do, you need to do all the things. And it is overwhelming. And the only thing that makes it overwhelming is not having a strategy and not having a plan. And it's uncomfortable, but, you know, that means you're growing, right? People, I want to grow my business. I want to grow my sales. Well, you need to do these things. You need to do all these things. And done is better than perfect every single time. If you go back and have a look at my first reel, (laughs) I've left it there. (laughs) Wow. Oh my God. It's so embarrassing. But you see the progress over time. I can't believe like even as reels came out now where I'm at with it and I've got so creative that it doesn't, there's a million ways Mm. to, to bring something to life. Yeah, And done is better than perfect. And you'll be surprised at how viral the unperfect one goes. 100%. That's why TikTok is so, yeah. so viral. <laughs> so I think, look, I think you have to be everywhere as, as a business owner. You can't afford not to be. But in order to not get overwhelmed, you've got to have a plan of attack. 
Yeah, absolutely. And just another thing I want to say on content. So, you know, everyone's probably thinking, yeah, but that means I have to create so much content. And how do I do that? And la la la. You look at, you work from the top down. So if you've got a hero piece, and for me, you know, that looks like my podcast every week. My podcast is the main piece of content that creates my weekly email to my database that then sets up my social media. And it's a top-down approach. So you need to, like, once you get into this beautiful rhythm, it's lovely to reappropriate content for platforms. And what look like works on LinkedIn won't work on Instagram or Facebook and might not like work on your podcast. So you've got to come up with a nice, beautiful flow that feels good to you. Mm, absolutely. And so like content is only one piece, right? So content's only one little piece of mm. the story. So when it comes to really tapping into that local area marketing, what do you think are the key things that we need to be focusing on? Look, I think no doubt social media is definitely the number one. And what it looks like for like locally for businesses could be like all sorts of marketing. I think that the days of traditional marketing are not dead, but they're more laborious. So letterbox drops, whatever that looks like for you, I think as a small business, those big screamy pieces of marketing are not um, money well spent. So out of home stuff like billboards, bus shelters, and all of those things, I think, you know, yellow pages were great, but now that that's social media. Mm. So if I were starting out again, I would harness in my local area by following them on social media by popping into their DMs and saying hello. I'm just starting out. I'm looking for, you know, la la la, love what you're serving, blah, 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 whatever it is. And just, yeah, just being unafraid to like make those bold connections because you wouldn't, you would do it if you were at a networking event. Yeah. So, so we, we can't, we don't always have those opportunities. Yeah, though. that's true. So, and you're right, years and years ago, it would have cost so much money to go and create one, a website, two, to actually get people directed to that website, might have been through a billboard or an ad in a local newspaper and things like that. And that cost a fortune, whereas now we've got people right there at our fingertips that we can be accessing. And I think that what you're explaining is like, let's treat it like a relationship rather than actually going, you know, it's this thing where I get to, where I get to sell my stuff. Because I think that's the hard part is that so many businesses get told like your social media is your shop front. Mm. That's like, but don't treat it like your shop front, treat it like a space where you can welcome people in to have a conversation and actually talk to people rather than it just be one-sided. I think that's one of the biggest challenges that I find is it becomes one-sided. Is there anything else that you would suggest us do? Like, yes, yeah, so local marketing, networking. Yeah, I think media. if you can not get involved with lo- like your local council, but something that Um, attracts small businesses. So like for me in Adelaide, I'm a part of, you know, there's SA Women in Business, there's Mums, there's all sorts of business groups and they catch up for lunches, they catch up for like local coffee groups. And one thing that I've learned is just because um, there might be a few people doing what you do, don't be kind of detracted from that when you are putting yourself out there because how many coffee shops are there? There's so many coffee shops and there's room to coexist. So, you know, by putting yourself into those local groups, you've got to do research and find out what they are. I mean, I don't know in every different state, like if, but I I could find out definitely. And I have done for different strategies that I've built for my clients, but putting yourself in those situations to connect with 
businesses that are doing great in your local area is really important because word of mouth is very powerful too from a local perspective and make your name known Mm. you know don't discount like whatever your zone of genius is because it's you you've created your business for a reason because you're good at it and you know remember how many coffee shops are there that's a good one (laughs) yeah exactly so is there anything in particular that you feel that you would have liked to have done sooner in your business that you didn't do so oh my god I love this question yes if oh I wish that I had sat down and created a 12-month plan of like lead magnets So freebies, I wish that I had done that from the get-go because what that would have done is started building my email list from the get-go. So what I mean by that is I recommend for my private clients and in the membership that you develop one a month, a new like freebie downloadable a month because it showcases your zone of genius. And the reason for the frequency is what connects with one person might not connect with another. So you've got to be creative in your words to appeal and get on different people's pages. So if I, yeah, building my email list, I wish that I was more serious about that from the beginning. Mm. Um, But I wasn't. Yeah, it's so key. And I think it's so interesting, actually, a lot of my businesses that I've been working with recently, it's one of those key areas where they found that when because Instagram's changed so much, they're not finding they're getting as much reach and there's a whole whole bunch of things that are happening in the marketing space that they were getting really disheartened. And I was like, okay, we need to just look at what is working? So rather than going, okay, all of these things aren't fucking working, mm. what is actually working? And I remember like two of them specifically said to me, my email marketing, like when I email out my my list, one, the open rates are amazing and two, people buy. So it always increases my sales. I'm like, amazing. Okay. So how are we going to get more people on your email list? Like mm. that's your whole, your whole purpose now in the next three months is literally creating this space where you can get more and more people on your email list because now that we're like, as we're recording this, it's it's November and we're about to go into like Black Friday week, which is like so hard for people to get seen on social media that we're just getting flooded with ads left, right and center. Yeah. Is, is there anything that you would suggest in order to stand out from the crowd? Well, depending on what you do as a business. So if you are a service, if you are offering a Black Friday sale, I would have been very purposeful over the last couple of months with my marketing and my consistency. If you're if you haven't done anything the last month, I wouldn't be even contemplating that because I feel like it's a lot of effort for very little reward. So don't do it. Um, if you are thinking about running Facebook ads and you haven't been doing them all year and you just want to do them for Black Friday, I wouldn't oh, do man. it. It's a waste <laughs> of money. Um, I th- yeah, I think that you're like by being consistent, it helps you to have huge wins when these opportunities come up. But if you're not, then I feel like you just are really wasting your time when, you know, your time is better spent sitting down and going through what your pipeline of new leads looks like. And don't forget too, like I consider social media to be your cult. It's a very cold audience, you know, so it's our responsibility to move those um, followers, our audience over onto our database because they're our warm audience. That's our red shit hot (laughs) audience that, you know, people want to hear from you. And if you're not, if you've got a database, it doesn't even matter how big it is. If you're not like 
emailing them and you're not landing in their inbox, it's almost like spamming in reverse. That's what I like mm-hmm. to say because people sign up to hear from you. And if they don't hear from you, like I would be upset. So if I signed up to your email list, I love everything you're putting out there, but you're not giving me anything. Mm. Like not necessarily selling, but it's like, oh, you've got a new podcast episode that's come out. Why wouldn't you want to talk about it? I need to know because unfortunately, you know, I think the stats are you need to be served 22 times to consider uh, a brand or a personal brand or whatever, whatever that looks like into your repertoire. So as a marketer, we need to serve, or as a business owner, we need to serve our clients 22 times. Now, if you think about that, it's like, I don't know, five Instagram posts, five Facebook posts. Um, You've got your SEO down pat. You've, you're emailing once a week. Like that's not even 22 times. So we've got to get really clever and consistent and all the things. Did that, <laughs> that was a really long-winded way to answer your question. But, but that was perfect. Yeah, yeah. it makes so sense. And so, oh, so good. Okay. So it's one of those things like, yes, we need to step back and take a look at the strategy. And I absolutely agree. I think the hard part with emails is like, people are either on the two fence, either don't email and then they email to sell something, or I don't want to spam people. So they're like, oh, and there's no right or wrong answer here because I think like every Mm -hmm. business is going to be different. I found that when I started to email my list twice a week, my, my rates actually increased. So people want to hear from me regularly, more regularly, but compared to once a week. Yeah. Is there anything particular that you're starting to see now with the consistency of emails? You know what? I think that email marketing is far from dead. I think it is on the rise because I think it's doing full circle. Back in the day, it was great. Back in the day is like, what, 15 years ago. It was amazing. (laughs) And then it kind of went to socials and now it's back to email marketing. Now, just because if people are opening your email, they may not even be reading it. Or you, you know, say you're, I think a great open rate is anywhere between 25 and 35%, right? So if you're getting that, it's amazing. Um, You have to obviously look at a great subject to get people to open it. But even if at the start people aren't opening it, you are appearing in their inbox. You are, you are, your name is like there, So you've just got to get more and more consistent. And I like to have a plan of, you know, every kind of six months of what I'm going to do. So then I I really don't feel overwhelmed by any of it anymore because I have a plan for, you know, what my podcast looks like. I have a plan for my emails. I have a series that is um, a live series on my Instagram once a week called Marketing Gossip Superhero Styles. And I have a plan of, Like for the next couple of months, the subjects I'm going to talk about every week. So it doesn't come to a Wednesday and I'm like, shit, what am I going to talk about? Mm. You know, and that's the, that is the plan. That is the strategy. So it's how, how can you, I guess, yeah, your question to emailing, but I think, yeah, it's popular. Mm. It's your warm audience. And I often see too, like often when businesses become large and they do want to have an exit strategy the email list is so valuable to businesses and that increases the price of the business so if you're thinking long term if you're thinking retirement strategy like for 10 years time and you know you're looking at selling your business you the bigger your you can grow your email list the more lucrative it is for you yeah absolutely agree totally totally so I think like okay I want to bring back to the strategy piece so Mm. 
you mentioned there was a couple of key things that we needed to consider. I want you just to give us an overview of like the way that you described it before was like, we need to know their, our vision. Then we need to know yep. goals. If I miss yep. something, then what your success strategy is or what success means to you and then have the content or the categories, but that's mainly for social media, right? So if you were to give us an overview of like, if you were to take a step back for a business and go, this is, we need to map out your, your strategy. What are the core things you would look at? So I would definitely look at, obviously, like I said, the vision, what your objectives are, and then try and hit those. So obviously strategy from a marketing perspective. So I look at everything. I know I just wrote a strategy for um, a travel business entering the markets, particularly in the cruise business. And I looked at like, what is the general cruise demographic? Like, where are your what is the audience that are cruising? And, you know, some things like, and this is like old kind of marketing, but seniors card. So there's, you know, there's a whole opportunity um, within seniors card for marketers to market their business, especially if you're in the cruise industry, you know, and that's not social media. And then what other things did I include? Oh, I just love it because I come up with so many different ideas. But if you're looking local, like that's a good one. And then, you know, that looking at like the SNFL and other parallel industries like big four caravan parks. So that's like local marketing, right? And then obviously another one would be appearing as a guest on a podcast and what who is doing what in your industry and what is their downloads and, you know, where could I best place people and, and looking at that. And then, yeah, the, the social media is a big one. So it covers off organic, it covers off stories, it covers off ads. And then Google is huge. A lot of what I try and create with strategies is a lot of free things that you can do, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to work hard mm. because you have to. You're not going to become like the next whatever if you're not going to be prepared to bust your ass because that's not like business. Whoever says that they're doing like seven figures and are sitting on a beach for like bullshit. <laughs> it's like you have to work for it. And, you know, in your website, there's so much you can do. There's often I find people have a lot of broken links in their website and that's a, that's huge for business owners. And then, yeah, like I could go on and on and on and it's very like individualized to the business. But then at the end of the strategy, you have to be able to activate on everything that I like go through or everything that you decide that you're going to put in for your 2023 brand awareness campaign and growing your audience and your business, you have to be able to break it down month by month. So what does that look like and how are you going to achieve that? If it is you appearing in Forbes or whatever it is, like when are you going to start to write the article? When are you, so you got to really break it down like further. So, you know, are you going to reach out to this many podcasts um, to appear on like as a guest? Like, what does that look like? And, you know, if you can get that trajectory right and do the things that you said actually break them down month by month, that's when the plan becomes like magic. Yeah. And I love that because when you do have that bird's eye view and you take a step back, things become much easier to actually think about, okay, so this is how I would deliver that content or this is the topics that I want to talk on because it has a purpose, right? Like it's actually leading towards a goal. Whereas often I think so many business owners get so stuck because they're like, what am I going to put out this week? What am I going to do? To oh, <laughs> and like, I think those days are gone unless I'm just so close to this now that <laughs> I'm, I, you know, that's, that's my thinking, you know, when you're so close to something, you can't see it anymore. But I think those days are gone with now what business owners have to do in order to show up, be consistent. Yeah. 
I think, yeah, I don't think you can do it any other way, especially if, you know, you're like, you know, everyone has a life. So you've just got to be really laser focused. Yeah, absolutely. And so you mentioned you've been able to overcome some, you know, mindset blocks around confidence and obviously consistency as well. Is there any other major mindset block that you've overcome in your business journey? I will say when I became a mum for the first time, I found it really hard to show up again, like really hard because I had changed as a person. And I was like, it was just the most difficult, that was two years ago almost, it was the most difficult time for mindset because it's like, well, I'm not the same person anymore. Like before that, I would be showing up in the morning, running, (laughs) going to the gym at 6am and then I'm like, well, how am I going to show up on my socials now when I'm like breastfeeding at 4.30am and then I'm like, my whole world has changed and it's so like, That for me was huge. And then I felt like an imposter in this whole space of business and I had to reinvent myself. And that was really hard on my mindset. Mm -hmm. That that was really challenging. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah. Yeah, Love that. Love that. And you know what? So many other women are going through what you go through. So often like sharing your journey helps them feel even more connected to you. Yeah. And I think come baby number two, I was so different. I just powered through. And I shared a lot more um, because, you know, I was like single in business and that is, you know, that's what I was doing. But now all of a sudden I became a mum in business and I was like, well, my followers don't need to see me as a mum in business because that's, they don't want the mum stuff. They don't, people don't want to see kids stuff. Like, so how do I, but that's me now. And like, that was huge. So I just had to like deal with that in my own head and by, you know, planning out what that looked like and how the new version of me was. It was is quite challenging. Yeah, love it. And so what's next for Hayley Osborne? Ooh, um, so I have a membership, Superhero Marketing, um, that has just closed the doors. <laughs> I've just closed the doors to that now, but they will reopen in March next year. Um, and next year I have been planning, I'm going to have a couple of events, live events, because that is something that I love. Um, and I know that you are writing a book, but I would love to write a book. Um, that is kind of on my 2023 list and I've mapped it out in my head already that, you know, what is about 50,000 words about 1700 words a chapter that would be like 20 something I've like you know so I've already started the plan behind it yeah yeah Yeah. and that's a strategy so I'm like right I reckon I could do that um and one thing with that is I I'm just gonna write I'm gonna come up with the chapters and then the title of the book comes later because I think that would stop me if I was trying to figure out what the title was before I started so the book thing is huge but I plan to like grow my business well into 2023. So that's what's next. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that you're (laughs) going to write a book. Amazing. Love it. Thank you so much for joining me today, Hayley. It's been such a joy chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved it. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode. So please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week. And here's to taking your life to the next level.